0: Welcome to the New Books Network. If you've ever visited New York or Paris, Los Angeles or Florence, San Francisco or Washington, D.C., you've seen the problem. You can hardly miss it, the lack of sufficient livable housing in the great cities of the world. The problem of homelessness and housing insecurity consume the resources of many of the world's major cities. Homelessness undermines urban cultures, exacerbates social and health problems for those who are directly affected, and reduces the quality of life of city dwellers generally. Short of homelessness, many people experience the problem of home insecurity, in which they're forced by circumstances either to move frequently or when they can't maintain or repair their housing. Today's guest is here to talk to us about a non-governmental approach to housing insecurity. Efrat Alchul Shore is a member of the board of an Israeli nonprofit organization, TNUFA Bakehillah, which provides home repair and personal family advocacy to people living on the edge. Efrat is a developmental psychologist who leads a multidisciplinary team of clinical researchers she's also a successful entrepreneur. Efrat brings all of her diverse skills and experiences to bear in her leadership of the nonprofit effort to relieve housing insecurity in Israel. Efrat El welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Renee. It's a pleasure to be with you here today.
0: Although not exactly living on the streets, your clients are poor enough to have qualified for government programs that help them own their small apartments. Ironically, that puts them in a catch-22 situation. As homeowners, and I hope everyone can hear the air quotes in my voice, they're not eligible for government aid, but they're still too poor to afford even the most basic repairs. Their living conditions are desperate, Often unsafe, unhealthy, and depressing. We want to hear how you help, Efrat, but first, tell us a little bit about the organization. First, what does its name mean?
1: Tnufabakila um, in Hebrew um, means rising up in the community or raising the community. Um, the idea behind the name and the uh, purpose of the organization is to really help individuals in need get the start to raise themselves up and thereby raise up their communities uh, along with them.
0: How long has it been operating and how long have you been involved with the organization? And very importantly, how is it funded?
1: Okay, a few questions. Um, I'll start with... uh, It has been operating formally since 2014 under the leadership of my dear friend and neighbor, Gabi Nachmani. Uh, The roots of the organization go back to Gabi's childhood. Um, He uh, lived in uh, difficult circumstances after his father died, and he and his brother learned how to make home repairs out of necessity. Uh, Gabi has a huge heart. And he took his skills uh, along with him, along his life journey um, and helped uh, improve the homes and lives of all the neighbors around him. Um, and in 2014, uh, the organization was formally uh, recognized as a nonprofit organization by uh, the government of Israel. And. Um, That's how they got started. Their funding um, right now uh, is um, largely through the generosity of uh, private donors, um, foundations and um, uh, private individuals. More and more, um, and I think this is really a very positive development. Um, the local municipalities that the organization pairs with uh, are recognizing the vital necessity of the organization's services, and is uh, offering to match, to partner, to um, provide support um, to the uh, f- to the organization um, as they uh, help. As they help um, uh, serve the families in their local local municipalities. Uh, when we started, um, it was completely the generosity of you know Gabi's relatives, and by now um, the uh, cities of Tel Aviv and the city of Jerusalem are both um, covering. a a much larger percentage of the expenses for repairs in their communities.
0: So I'm always impressed and moved by one individual who has had an experience and turns that into help for other people. Uh, It's a wonderful story. And, and you have a story yourself. You're a pretty busy person. You and your husband have an active family and serious professional responsibilities. What keeps you personally involved with this issue and this organization?
1: Um, so I was um, originally motivated by Gabi's energy and Gabi's enthusiasm and his no-nonsense altruism. Um, On a larger level, though, um, I am influenced by being a new immigrant to Israel. I'm not so new anymore. I've been here for 18 years. I'm still an immigrant, though. And uh, when you look at the um, data on poverty in Israel, the National Insurance Institute Um, published data in 2021 saying that 21 percent of the Israeli population lives in poverty and more startlingly children living in poverty um, in Israel uh, number 28 percent and as a person living a comfortable life and trying to be a part of the Israeli society and perhaps make the Israeli society a little better place. Um, my participation in Tnufa Bakila feels like something that's so important, I can't give it up no matter how busy I get. I'm not the best attender of meetings, I must confess, and I don't want to put you know, put give wrong impressions. But I've been involved um, on the board of the organization since the beginning. And I won't give it up, please God, because the work they do is just so, so important.
0: So tell us about the typical client. What is that person or that family's situation?
1: Um, That's such a good question. And it's sort of um, you're going to find it hard to believe. The families or individuals that we serve are often uh, elderly um, people who are um, very often Holocaust survivors who don't have any family uh, network at all. They're alone in the world. We take care of families um, where often there's a multi-generational component. There's a grandmother living with uh, parents and and children uh, or quite often uh, families led by single mothers Um, and um, in those situations what happens is that um, the local municipality welfare department uh, gives a call to Tnufaba Kila All of our clients are referred by the local welfare municipality uh, social workers. They'll give a call and say that there's a family or an individual um, living with uh, housing poverty, um, having homes in state of uh, disrepair and disarray. And they ask our organization to come visit the family and get involved and help them out.
0: So they can be people who are uh, have have any sort of uh, disability, a social disability, an economic. Well, they all have economic disabilities because otherwise they would buy the service, or maybe not. Do you so it, uh, deal with mentally and physically disabled people who are not elderly uh, um, or people with illness? You, you do. Right. Uh-huh.
1: Um, let me let me explain. Um, yes. Uh, we deal with lots of people um, with disabilities, um, both um, physical and psychological. Um, all of the families are in financial need. And it's been an, our experience that between 25 and 30% of the families or households we serve have much more complex problems than their poverty. Um, there are some people who uh, are just poor, there's no dysfunction. They're often Holocaust survivors with no support. We arrange, uh, we take care of their housing repairs. We can uh, can arrange for food deliveries or rides to medical treatment, but often the repairs are just um, needed and they need help. Um, In in quite a few of the cases, um, the difficulties that the families or individuals are dealing with are much more, Widespread.
0: Efra, tell me about what happens after the urgent, immediate need is taken care of, if the broken window is fixed, uh, and then the repair person sees all of the many things that need attention. Uh, will a tinufa bakihila do things like replace a refrigerator or a stove, or is that too much? Is that beyond repair?
1: So the organization does its best to leave the situation in as good a uh, condition as possible. So often when we'll do a repair of a kitchen, um, we will uh, work with other organizations if necessary and um, leave them with working appliances. Um, We get back in touch with the social worker uh, from the municipality and update them on what we've done um, to try to coordinate as best possible uh, with all of the important players in the situation. And the family keeps our phone number and they can call us back at any time.
0: You know, I mentioned this forthcoming uh, conversation to a friend of mine who uh, has a disability and uh, she's in her late 70s, I guess. And she said, I wish there was an organization like this that was for profit. I would be happy to pay for somebody to just come and address all those needs. Uh, have you ever thought of doing that?
1: I'm not sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I'm not sure. Uh, all, as I said, all of our referrals come from the welfare uh, social workers, and so usually um, our. The families we take care of are families who can't figure out how to get their needs met without the support of other people. But I will pass along the suggestion.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, there, now you said you have 26, I think, uh, uh, full time home repair specialists uh, and you have a social worker, uh, a do
1: you use volunteers for anything? So it's so interesting that you asked. When we got started, um, we used volunteers um, to a large extent. Um, tourists and students and soldiers um, would all come and volunteer for us. Um, however, as we grew, um Last year, in 2022, we repaired 602 apartments in 20 different cities. Um, As we've been growing, um, we found that we need a professional team to be able to keep uh, working at the intensity that the needs are requiring. Um, We have teams of three uh, handy people who work together, um, and uh, they go all around, uh, Israel right now we're serving 20 cities and we're able to repair between 25 and 30 homes a month. Uh, we're on target to repair 700 different homes in 2023. Um, the idea of volunteers though, um, is so interesting because professional volunteers have been a huge resource to us. Um, Specialty uh, work people such as tilers, roofers, plumbers and certified electricians. We do not have a certified electrician on our staff. These good people often call us. Um, We had a situation um, in the Mea Shearim area of Jerusalem. We were called to the home of a person with an electrical circuit board from the Ottoman era. It was both not functioning and dangerous, and we bought the hardware to replace it, and a volunteer-certified electrician did the work. Um, In a really interesting situation, we had a family who called, and their roof uh, was made of asbestos. Um, which is a dangerous material. We're not licensed. We have no experience uh, to deal with it. And we got a call from a uh, professional who said that he was licensed by the Ministry of Health to deal with asbestos contamination, and he did the repair at no charge, So um, they say it takes a village, and we really feel that many different um, Israelis just um, come to our aid, either answer the call, sometimes over social media, will ask for the help um, in an area where we can't do the work. Um, But often um, these good people even call us.
0: Well, that's that's really wonderful because that extends your reach quite uh, quite dramatically, and and housing as any as anyone who's ever had a flooded basement or uh, uh, heat that went off at a an unhappy time, uh, as anyone <laughs> knows. Uh, Housing and the state of your environment impacts your health a lot. Uh, in, in my view, it's a reciprocal relationship with housing having impact on health, and health impacting your ability to maintain your housing. So tell us uh, an experience that you've had with this kind of reciprocal relationship, if you've had it. Have you seen, tell us one of your success stories about how doing some repairs or changes in a person's environment really had an impact on their health?
1: So, um, uh, it's a huge, huge issue. Um, And we find that um, our involvement with the families and our uh, repairs have a huge impact on their physical and emotional health. Um, When we've entered the homes of families, um, we've had uh, situations we found situations where the mold in the bedrooms was so uh, severe that the children were coughing and couldn't sleep at night because they're coughing so badly we made the repairs and now the children can sleep through the night um, we've had um, other situations where um, families live or um, families live in such Uh, Difficult and sort of demoralizing physical conditions that it causes severe depression, feelings of panic or aggression toward other family members or outside to others, and a deep sense of embarrassment. They'll never want to invite someone home. You'll have children in school who could never invite their friends over uh, to have a play date uh, after school because their home is in such grave disrepair. So we've seen situations where we've made a very significant improvements to the home, often replacing the kitchen, um, redoing the paint in, in the bedrooms and, uh, improving the bathrooms and the face of the family changes. Um, the children feel, uh, a different sense of stability and security. Uh, the the adults in the home feel a weight is lifted off of them, and they're much more able to go deal with the many problems that they still have. Um, but they feel ready to deal with it. They feel a huge boost that someone cares about them. That. People still care. There's caring in the world. And then they can go try and um, deal with the, the problems that they need to deal with, often physical health and employment and um, and family relationships.
0: And uh, uh, is one of the things that I imagine that you uh, are asked to do is to help make uh, an apartment or a house, a residence, um, more accessible, either wheelchair accessible or safer for an older adult or a, a disabled person to get you know, um, an b- a broken handrail or, or even a broken elevator in a building is an inconvenience to a younger, healthier person, but it can make a difference between being completely isolated or having a life to a disabled or elderly person. Do you have a lot of experience with that? Is that something that your group is asked to do?
1: Yes, we've definitely had situation, uh, situations like that, a significant uh, portion of uh, the families and individuals we serve are elderly or disabled people. We can often um, make um, significant improvements, uh, interestingly, often in partnership with the local municipalities we we cooperate with. Um, There was one situation, um, I think it was in Lod, uh, where there was an elderly person who needed a... um, a uh, path paved to his front door, uh, since he could no longer manage the steps. Um, the local municipality provided the tractor and the dumpster, and we did the work. Um, in another situation, um, here this individual had emotional problems. It was a hoarder, and their their home was absolutely not livable. The local municipality provided a. Um, a crane for us to remove all of the soiled material in the house. And then we're able to um, empty it and repair it and restore this elderly individual's home conditions to something that was safe and comfortable.
0: And that was a challenge I'm sure for the social worker to get the client to agree to eliminate his, his or her things. Um,
1: um, often people um, get come like, you know, we, we encounter people um, elderly individuals or families um when they can't avoid their problems anymore, it's so bad. In the case of that hoarder, it was the neighbors who had called uh, the authorities because the house just had a horrible stench. Um, We do find, though, uh, so interestingly, that our involvement in the home really opens up some things. So as I mentioned earlier, we work in coordination with the social workers of the local municipalities. We'll come back and tell them what we understand the issues are and what what our plan of action is. And often the social worker will tell us, oh, I never heard about that. Um, there's something about the connection. I think there's something about the families appreciating Someone doing something just out of the goodness of their heart, just because they want to help other people. It's not We aren't a government uh, organization whose job it is to take care of the weaker parts of society. Um, we're just good people who want to help. And that really um, has an impact on the people we encounter. And often they feel safe. To share with us uh, how difficult things are, um, embarrassing or like uncomfortable situations that have arisen because they feel a certain feeling of safety with our with our um, teams and our social worker.
0: I can see how that would be the case. Uh, also, because when you come, you provide practical help. Something is broken. And you don't need to ask too many questions. You just go ahead and fix it. And that gives you credibility to go on to the next step. Uh, You're not asking them uh, their questions about their life. You're just saying, okay, okay. This needs to be repaired and we can do that. So here it is. And every every client, regardless of their background, can understand and appreciate that. Um, finally, uh, affordable housing is a challenge in many, many, many countries. Uh, in some places, it's the lack of it is just appalling. Uh, what would you like to see improved in Israeli housing policy?
1: Um, so I did a little research about this uh, in preparation for this conversation, Renee. I'm originally from the United States, and my picture of poverty is people on the streets. Um, I grew up in Wash in the Washington D.C. area, and um, the situation there is difficult. Um, in Israel. Um, the percentage of people living in uh, on the streets um, in you know, absolute homelessness is much lower. Um, there are almost always people with mental uh, illness and addictions, um, and things just became too complicated, but it's quite rare. Um, we have a lot of uh, people we meet every single day in, at Snufa Bakihila who live in a home they have an apartment, they either own it or they're renting it, and they uh, lose control. They can't um, take care of the repairs, um, usually, almost always, due to financial uh, difficulty and then other issues that complicate things, perhaps disability, perhaps uh, family dynamics or other complications in their lives. Um and what we would love to see um, is uh, two things, I guess. Um, we'd love to have more resources to be able to serve more communities. Um, we have four or five municipalities contacting us um, at any given time, asking us to come and serve their communities. There's no other organization, governmental or non-governmental, who does what we do, who fights housing poverty in Israel. Um, And the local municipalities hear about the transformations that we're able to make in other communities, and they're calling and begging us. Um, If we had the funds, we would serve every community we possibly could and reach every family or household that we possibly could. And we'd love uh, to reach our goal, which is to eliminate housing poverty in Israel.
0: Well, more power to you and to Tenufaba Kihila with your very important work. Uh, I hope you will be able to grow, and I hope communities who hear our conversation will con- consider uh replicating the model. Uh thanks so much for talking with me about it today, Efrat.
1: Uh, It's been a pleasure. Thank you for uh, your interest in our good work, and uh, thank you for having me.
0: And thanks to our researcher, Bela Pasikov.